Hello, welcome back to Imperfectly Perfect Live. It's Trainee Sharp. I'm your host for this evening as always. I'm glad to be back before you guys yet another week. I'm just grateful to have such a platform as this to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, to be able to show others that um, in spite of our imperfections, that God can still use us and God chooses to use imperfect people. It's plenty of imperfect people that are in the word of God. And in spite of your flaws, in spite of your past, that God is will and is more than capable of using you. Um, because nobody's perfect but Jesus Christ. So if you feel as though God is not going to use you because of your past and because of things that you have done in your past, trust me, that's not a reason to even think that, you know, you're not capable or qualified to be used by God. Um, that's a trick of the enemy because the enemy likes to play with our mind. He likes to play with our mind and try to make us think that God will never use us and that God will never forgive us our sins. All we have to do is repent. All we have to do is repent of our wrongdoings and God will forgive us and wipe the slate clean. Um, so thank you again for tuning in tonight on Instagram and on um, Facebook Live. And we... I'm going to be talking about blessed to be a blessing. And if you didn't get a chance to see last week's podcast, we talked about the topic of confirmation and God was just um, enlightening uh, me on what confirmation meant. We talked about what confirmation meant and just different ways that God can um, reveal to us and uh, show us confirmation and confirmation is strictly to confirm what God has already given us. God has promised us and he's given us a lot of us words and um, things that's going to be manifested in our in our lives. And um, anytime God gives us a word, he's going to send confirmation in some form or fashion, whether it be through a dream or a song or another man or woman of God giving you a prophetic word to confirm what God has already um, given you. So if you did get a chance to watch uh, last week's podcast on confirmation, please please follow I Am Imperfectly Perfect Incorporated's Facebook page and all of the podcasts are on there from previous weeks. So tonight, we're going to be talking about blessed to be a blessing. Blessed to be a blessing. Let me say a word of prayer and we'll get into tonight's podcast. Dear Heavenly Father God, we just thank you, Father, for your presence. We thank you, Father God, for just being in the room we thank you, Father God, for being in the midst, God, of every home, of every God building that everybody that God that will be watching tonight and shall watch in the future. Holy Spirit, I ask that, Father God, that whoever is listening, God, may they have a, a listening ear. God, may they heart not be hardened to what you have to say in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, I ask you to move through me, Father, as your humble vessel. I count it a privilege and an honor, God, that you chose to use me for this platform. I ask that, Father God, that whatever it is that you desire to do that you will move me out of the way father god and holy spirit you have the full reign to move how you want to move so god may you be glorified and magnified in jesus awesome name i pray amen all right thank you again hello mama t thank you for watching and kendra and heather i see you on there and my sister cat is watching on instagram um so tonight again we're talking about blessed to be a blessing blessed to be a blessing and what I want to break down is um, what blessed mean and what blessing mean, because they are come from the both of the same root word, which is blessed. And blessed means divinely or supremely favored, divinely or supremely favored, fortunate. 
So if we're blessed, they mean God, because who's talking divinely? Who's divinely? God himself. He is of the divine. He's the utmost, the most high God. So that means that God is favoring us. When God, when we are blessed, they mean God has favored us. And being a blessing, what well, a word blessing means a favor or gift bestowed by God. And it also it brings forth happiness. It brings forth happiness. So God, basically in a nutshell, God blesses us. God favors us so that we can be a blessing and show favor amongst other people. God blesses us so that we can in return be a blessing and show favor amongst other people. And this is the thing that we're going to get into because um, and what God has shed light onto me this morning is that when God blesses us with surpluses, a lot of us have been receiving um, surpluses from um, the IRS. A lot of people have been receiving um, extra money from um, unemployment benefits. And so what God was shedding light on me is, is that whenever he blesses us with surpluses and whenever he blesses us with more, it's important. It's important that we seek him first to see what it is that he desires to do through that money. Because yes, God makes sure because God says he supplies all of our needs according to his riches and glory. And what that means is he's going to supply all of our needs, making sure that our bills are paid, making sure we have food on the table, making sure that we have um, a place to sleep and making, making sure that we have the essentials. We're talking about living in a time and a place where, um, essential things are at the forefront that we now understand and that we now appreciate what the what things are essential so God's going to bless us and make sure that we have everything we need but what we're talking about tonight is what happens when God gives you an abundance when God bless you with more yeah, your bills are already paid for because God said he's already going to do that. But what happens, what are we supposed to do when God gives us more money after the bills are paid? After, you know, we took care of those who have children, took care of the kids, and yet we still have more money. What are we supposed to do with that? What are we supposed to be do with that? And that's what God um, wanted me to speak on tonight because, again, a lot of us have received in income tax and a lot of us have received um, surpluses. And the thing is, a lot of us, you know, have gotten to a habit of doing like, oh, okay, well, you know, when they get the money, oh, I'm going to buy a car. Okay, and that's good. That's fine. You know, if you have, if God had placed that on your heart, but. The thing is, we need to get in the habit of when God gives us more, then instead of immediately saying, I'm going to get a house, I'm going to get a car, seek God first. Why? Because in Matthew 6, it says, I'm going to go there, even though I know it, but I want to make sure I read it verbatim. It says, Matthew 6, verse 33. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. So that means seek him first. That means seek God for all things. That doesn't mean that just because, you know, you may, you may consider it small. That means, you know, that means that you're seeking him for what? For all things. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. So that means that before you do anything with any surplus or anything that is given unto you, that means you need to seek the father. Why? Because he's the one that provided. He's the one that made a way. He's the one that made sure that you had an abundance. Why? Because he said, blessed to be 
be a blessing, meaning that God is showing you favor so that you can in return show someone else favor. That right then itself blew my mind. I was like, wow, God, you show you shown me favor so that I can in return show someone else favor. Wow. And a lot of us, especially Americans, we have been very selfish. We have been very selfish with what God has blessed us with. And we're like, oh, okay, well, I got this from working hard and working on your money and, and getting money for my job. Who gave you that job? Who, and who provided you with a, a way to make money? God did. Who gave you the invention? God did. Who gave you the dream? God did. So for us to have the mindset that, oh, okay, well, I'm a hustler and I was working hard and I'm putting some extra hours. Okay, without God giving you that job, without God giving you that business, without God giving you that idea, you would not have money to spend. So let's be mindful of what we do. And that's what we're going to get into tonight. Because God was, God clearly asked me, because he dealt, listen, when anytime God has given me a message or a topic to talk about, he deals with me first. So I'm not coming from a judgmental place. I'm not coming from a place of, okay, well, you better do this, da, 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 as if I'm on the throne of God. No, that's not what this is. What I'm, the place that I'm coming from is that God already dealt with me and now he's using me. In return, to teach you guys things that he's taught me to better, to better me, to be a better giver, to be a better sower, to be a better tither, to be, to check my own heart, to make sure that I'm not holding on to things for my own gain. But when God blesses me to make sure that I seek, okay, God, why, why did you give me this money? Why did you bless me with this gift? Why did you allow me to have a surplus in this season? Was it because, yeah, God, sometimes he will give you things, you know, strictly for you. But you won't know that if you don't seek him first. You won't know what God is going to do with that money if you do not seek him first. If you don't seek him first. And that's the thing. We have to seek him first because, yes, God hears your prayers. He hears your cries. He hears that you've been praying for another job. He hears you've been praying for more money to um, for to pay for your bills. But we're talking about the surplus tonight. We're not talking about, okay, God, you know, God blessing, bless, gave me this money so that I can pay my bills. Yes, we get that. We're talking about what happens when he gives you an abundance. What happens when he gives you more? So the keys that we're going to be talking about tonight is keys to being a blessing to others. Keys to being a blessing to others. Because a lot of us in this season, God has blessed us with new ideas. God has blessed us with um, ideas to write a book. Hi, Keisha. Thank you for watching. God has blessed us with a key um, strategies to write a book, strategies to open a business, strategies to start a podcast, strategies to, um, to start a nonprofit. Hello, Linda. Thank you for watching. So God has given us different inventions. You're talking about people. I watched on the other day. I was watching the news. And a young lady, she just finished school to be a nail tech. And before uh, the pandemic and the shutdown uh, happened, um, she was uh, just beginning to work full time as a nail tech. But when this pandemic happened, a lot of businesses were closed. She 
um, was forced to uh, be laid off or to uh, stop working during that time. So God gave her the idea to use the gift that she had, to use the practice and to use the expertise that she had to create a business out of this pandemic. And basically what God gave her is that she began to, um, you know, those press-on nails that you buy at Rite Aid. But the thing is, what I know, I'm not really a no person, but the thing is, the press-on nails that uh, you get from Rite Aid, they're like, you know, little normal ones they don't really have all these fancy shapes and um i don't know all of those fancy shape names my sister is one of them is cat she wears nails so she knows uh the different shapes and stuff but she started making press on nails from home and creating different nail kits and having her own packaging from home and then now she has a service where she has clients and she posts pictures on instagram and markets her stuff to show them and now people can have fancy nails at home like and she's getting money that way because but she didn't really do it so that she can yeah she wanted to get money but she was doing it because somebody reached out to her one of her clients reached out to her and was like hey like you know I still want to look good even though I'm at home and she was like all right well let me see what I can do. And she started doing it from home. And then she started, you know, the people started talking and started marketing her stuff for her because of the work. But if she would have just like, man, just been sitting there like feeling all down and depressed. No, like she used the craft. She used what she learned. She used what God had given her to do, to be blessed, to be a blessing to other people. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people like myself, I don't really care about nose too much anymore. But for those that do, that's a blessing to them. That's a blessing to them. So just thinking about because God is a creative God. God is a creative God. So anything that God gives us ideas to help other people, trust me, that all comes from God. It doesn't come from us. It comes from God himself. So we're going to be talking about keys to being a blessing to others. Number one, eight points that I have here. Number one, this is number one. This key is so vital. If you want to have abundance in your life, it is so vital that you get this key right here. Because even people that are unsaved, and you're going to understand what I'm talking about when I say it. Even people that are unsaved have understand this, this principle about giving. Number one, before you do anything with, um, with what God has given you, you must tithe. I know that's a cuss word to a lot of people, but you must tithe off of it first. Before you do anything with what God has blessed you, you must tithe off of it first. Everything that God blesses you with, you must tithe off of it first. Why? Tithing is what you owe to God. Tithing is what you owe to God. And this is the thing is that, okay, whatever, and I tithe off of everything. We're not just talking about money. We're talking about our gifts. We're talking about our time. We're talking about anything that God gives you, your writing, whatever it is. Gifts, come on. We're talking about tithing. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 through 10. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 through 10. And it says, honor, and I'm reading from the New King James Version. 
It says, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. Pause right there. It says, first fruits. So tithing is giving whatever you, because this is a lot of another thing too about tithing is that it's important that as soon as you get your money, as soon as you get your increase, that you tithe, you don't, you tithe before you spend. You don't, oh, okay, well, I'm going to pay my light bill. I'm going to pay my gas bill. I'm going to pay my rent. And then, all right, then I'm going to tithe. No, you tithe first. You tithe first. It says, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. Your first fruits. Not giving God 10% after you unspent the 90. No, that's not what that means. And then in verse 10, it says, So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. So God is saying, if you will give me what is owed to me, I will make sure that you have plenty. I will make sure that it is an overflow. That you will have plenty and an overflow of blessings. Because it is owed to God. Because, And that's crazy because I can honestly say I was at a point in my life where, you know, it was times in my life where I didn't have much. And I struggled. I struggled with tithing because I was like, okay, God, how am I going to pay my rent? If I'm worrying about paying tithes, like I was at a point where I needed every, you ever been at a place in your life where you need every nickel and dime, every penny you scraping it just to get, you know, some food, making some oodles and noodles with some hot dogs. Like being in college when you a struggle student and you still trying to pay rent and you still trying to get your, your work done. Yeah, I was there. So, yeah, tithing was a struggle for me because it was like, all right, God, like I need this. I need this money. And he like, but that's mine. That's my money. You can't you can't keep what is mine. And this is where we, I'm going to show you it. In uh, Malachi, Malachi chapter 3, verse 8 through 12. And if any of those who listening, please feel free. If you want to type in the scriptures that I'm saying, please do so. We're doing this together. So Malachi chapter 3, verse 8 through 12. And I'm reading from the Amplified Version. And it says, Will a man rob God? Wow. <laughs> Will a man rob God? Yet you are robbing me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings you have withheld. You are cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me. This whole nation. Bring all, your, all the tithes, the tenth, into the storehouse. So that there may be food in my house. And test me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you so great a blessing until there is no more room to receive it. Then I will rebuke the devourer, insects, plague for your sake. And he will not destroy. Glory to God. He will not destroy the fruits of the ground. Nor will your vine in the field drop its grapes. Before harvest, says the Lord of hosts, all nations shall call you happy and blessed for you shall be a land of the light, says the Lord of hosts. So let's back up a little bit here. Thank you, Mama T for posting it. 
So let's back up a little bit here. So God is talking about tithes and offering. He's talking about if you do not tithe, he's talking about tithe first and foremost. That's what you owe God. And what God enlightened me is that tithes is what you owe God. And offering is what you sow. Offering is what you sow. So because the Bible, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. And I just want to mention it a little bit because the Bible is talking about reaping what you sow. You sow what you reap. And so it's important that we give God what we owe him. But it's also important that we be a cheerful giver. It's also important that we make sure, make sure that we seek God about what we need to give. So, and then furthermore, it's talking about, it's talking about it being a tenth. And also another thing that I want to point out, one moment. I think I missed it here. Oh, yes. But, uh, oh, yes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It also is talking about is that when we are a blessing, God will make sure that everything that the enemy has tried to block, God will make sure that he will block the enemy. God will make sure he says, then I will rebuke the devourer, insects, plague for your sake. And he will not destroy the fruits of the ground, nor will your vine in the field drop its grapes before harvest, says the Lord of hosts. So God is going to make sure that you are blessed. He's going to make sure that anything that the enemy tries to stop, make sure that the enemy doesn't block it. That the enemy is, the, is the, it's, what do he say? Devoured. He's going to rebuke him and he's going to make sure that he is destroyed. That anything the enemy tries to destroy, the enemy will be defeated. So we have to make sure that we tithe. Make sure that we are a tither. Not just of our money, but of our time and of our gifts. Anything, possession that God gives us, make sure we tithe off of it. An example of this is in Leviticus chapter 27, verse 30 through 34, the Amplified Version. It's talking about when God commanded, um, God gave the commandment to Moses for the children of Israel to tithe. I'm going to Leviticus chapter 27, verse 30 through 34. And it says, And all the tithe, tenth part of the land, whether the seed of the land or the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. It is holy to the Lord. If a man wishes to redeem any part of his tithe, he shall add one-fifth to it. For every tithe of the herd or flock, whatever passes under the shepherd's staff, the tenth one shall be holy to the Lord. The man is not to be concerned whether the animal is good or bad, nor shall he exchange it. But if he does exchange it, then both both it and its substitute shall become holy, and it shall not be, re be redeemed. These are the commandments which the Lord commanded Moses on Mount Sinai for the children of Israel. Hi, hi, Tasha. Hi, Sharita. Thank you for watching. So, yes, going back is that God gave the commandment to Moses way back when. And even, I'm not going to get into it now, but even Abraham, even Abraham, before Moses came along, Abraham was a tither as well, tithing over the blessing that God gave in him. And because Abraham, Abraham was a tither, God blessed him with plenty. Abraham was a rich man. Why? Because he understood the principle of tithing, giving the tenth, giving the first fruits of what God blesses you with. 
it's important. I know I've been going a little long on the tithing part, but it's important that if you want to be blessed to be a blessing, you have to know how to tithe. You have to know how to give God what is owed to him. Why? Because God said that he gives us, he blesses us. Why? So that our tithe can be, can be a blessing and increase his storehouse. What is the storehouse? The house of God, our church. That's why when you tithe, whatever church you belong to, that, that is where your tithings go. Whatever church you belong to, whoever is, is the shepherd over you, whoever is um, sowing the word of God into you and making sure that you are covered and, and making sure that whatever God is giving them, they're giving it to you. Yes, that's where your tithes go. That's where your tithes go. So let's get into the next point. I pray that you understand what tithes meant and that you become tithers. And I understand we're in a pandemic. I understand that a lot of people have are unemployed at this very moment. But listen, don't, and thank you, Holy Spirit. Don't think that, okay, just because you don't have money right now, that you are not supposed to tithe and that you are don't have the ability to tithe. Because like I said earlier, you can tithe with your, with your gifts. You can tithe with your time. Seek God and say, Lord, I don't have, you know, an abundance in money. But Father God, I just want to still, I still want to make sure I give you what's owed to you. So how can I make sure that I make sure that I give you my first fruits? You seek God. That's why it's important that you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all things will be added unto you. Because when you seek the father, he will let you know, okay, daughter, okay, son, I understand that you don't have this in this season, but this is what you can give me in this season to ensure that you give God what's owed to you, owed to him, excuse me. So next point, keys to being a blessing to others. Number two, God blesses up, blesses us with an abundance to prove to him that he can trust us. God blesses us with an abundance. To prove to him that he can trust us. And why did God? Why does God do this? God wants to see if he can trust us with a little. Before he blesses us with a lot. He wants to see, okay, if I give you a job with um, a $30,000 salary. What are you going to do with that money? Are you going to make sure you stay a tither? Are you going to make sure that you seek me first to see what you can give, even though you're not, you know, a millionaire at the time, even though, you know, you don't have a six figure job right now. What do you want to do with this small amount? First, are you going to be faithful with the small amount? And, and if you are, then God will see that. Then he will bless you with more. He's not going to bless you with an abundance if you can't even handle the little that you have. So an example of this is um is Abraham. And this is a great example because um, what I love about this example, it shows how it's important that you tithe and it's important that you give, um, even if it's not monetary, um, monetary. Because Abraham sacrifices his son Isaac. And that was an offering because back then they made offerings. They made um, sacrifices with lamb. And so God wanted to see if he can trust Abraham because guess what? When Abraham and Isaac, uh, excuse me, when Abraham and um, Sarah had Isaac, they were old. 
they were old. And so, and Sarah was believing God. Just to give you a backstory. Sarah was believing God for a son. And she was barren for many years. And even allowed Abraham to even um, have, um, even uh, impregnate um, their concubine, um, Hagar, with Ishmael. Because she was afraid that she, that she could never, you know, produce or never um, give birth to a child. But God in the blessing Abraham and Sarah in their old age with Isaac. And Isaac was their promise because God promised them that they will have a child and have a seed. So furthermore, God is saying, you know what? I bless you with this abundance, but I want to see. I want to see if you're if 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 you love me more than what I gave you. Whew. God wants to see if we love him more than what he's given us. If God blesses you with a house today. And God tells you to give that house to somebody else. Will you give that to somebody else? Or will you be so or so attached to that house that you're like, no, well, God, I've been praying years and years for this house. And God is saying, will you give it up for me? Will you give it up for me? Because God wants to see, oh my gosh, God wants to see if he can trust us. Or are we worshiping money? Are we worshiping things? Are we worshiping materialistic things over him? That's why God tried, that's why God um, tested Abraham. To see, okay, I gave you your promise, but will you give your promise up for me? Will you give your promise up for him? And this is what I love about this example. Because Abraham gave and sacrificed his son. And well, excuse me, rewind. Because Abraham was willing to sacrifice his son. Even went to the, the, um, the depths of putting Isaac on the altar. And was about to strike him with that sword. He was about to strike him. And God was like, oh, wait a minute. Abraham really about to do it. Abraham really about to kill his son for me. God was like, oh, snap. Let me stop him. Let me stop him. Let me stop him. So he sent the angel to stop Abraham. And then God provided a lamb as a sacrifice to be in replace. To replace Isaac. My God. So that's the backstory. Let's go to Genesis chapter 22, verse 15 through 18. I'm excited. I, I know y'all probably can see that already, but I'm excited because this blessed me while I was studying. Genesis chapter 22, verse 15 through 18. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So and this is the Amplified Version. It says the angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said by myself on the basis of who I am. I have sworn an oath declares the Lord that since you have done this thing and have not withheld from me your son, your only son of promise. Indeed, I will greatly bless you and I will greatly multiply your seed like the stars of the heavens and like the sand on the seashore and your seed shall possess the great of their enemies by conquering them 
through your seed and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you heard because you have heard and obeyed my voice my god so god let abraham know because you were willing to sacrifice your only son for me I am going to multiply your seed like the stars of the heavens. How many people know how many stars is in heaven? Not me. Like, nobody knows how many but God himself. So just imagine the amount of stars. It's probably a thousand. I don't know. I don't know how many stars it is in, in heaven and in the sky. But just thinking about this thousands like a stars and God said I'm going to multiply your seed like the stars of the heavens and like the sand listen I don't know what's the word trying to count stars or trying to count particles of sand <laughs> like it's so many particles of sand and that's the the illustration is mind-blowing because God is like as many particles of sand there is and as many stars there are in heaven that's how much I'm going to multiply your seed. Why? Because you are willing to sacrifice your only son. The one that I promised you. Like, this is the principle that God wants us to, wants us to understand. Is that because Abraham was blessed with that one, that one seed. Well, yes, he had Ishmael, but Ishmael was not the promise. That's neither here or there. That's a whole different message. But, so God blessed them with that one, that promise. God is saying you're willing to sacrifice the one. Now I'm going to bless you with plenty. I'm going to bless you with plenty. So we have to understand, going back to point number two, is that God blesses us with little to see if he can trust us with a lot. He's going to bless us with a little and test us with that. And then, and if he can test us with the little, then he will in return bless us with an abundance. But he's not going to bless you with more if you can't handle the little that he's giving you. Because he's going to see that you can't handle it. Many of us are praying to God and asking God for us to be a millionaire, for us to be a billionaire. For us to be wealthy. But God is saying you can't even tithe of the little, little that I'm giving you. You can't even tithe off the the um the five-figure salary or the four-figure salary. However much you're making. And God is saying, listen. Hey, sis. He has to Cynthia. He's saying, can I trust you with the little? And if I can trust you with the little, then I will bless you with more. But until then, you have to prove to God that he can trust you with the little that he's giving you. Number three. Keys to being a blessing to others is what you sow, you will reap. Hi, evangelists. What you sow, you will reap. Offering is what, because I said earlier, offering is what you sow. Offering is what you sow. Tithing is what you owe to God. Offering is what you sow into the kingdom of God. My God, that blesses me every time I, I hear it. Tithing is what you owe to God. Offering is what you sow into the kingdom of God. So what you sow is what you will also reap. 
Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. Hello, David. And I read from the Amplified Version. It says, now remember this. He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows generously, that blessings may come to others, will also reap generously and be blessed. So God is saying, if you're going to be stingy with your money, this is this is layman terms. If you're going to be stingy with your money, then I'm going to be stingy with what I give you. But if you give generously, then I'm going to bless you generously. So you holding on and be talking about these surpluses that everybody were receiving. You know, not just talking about monetary, but talking about anything that God has given you. An idea, an uh, invention, whatever it is that God is giving you. It's important that we take heed to seek God first. To see what he, it is that he wants to do through us with that seed to be a blessing to others. Not to just what I love, and I, my sister is watching now. I love that illustration <laughs> that she gave last week on giving. My God, it was so funny. She was like, my gift is not for me. And I'm getting ahead of myself because I'm going to get into that later. But your gift is not for you. A lot of people are like, oh, okay, the surplus, oh, it's just for me. No. What God blesses somebody else with. It's for you. But what God blesses you with is for someone else. Blessed to be blessed to be a blessing. So yes, be important because the um the point again was what you sow is what you reap. And the word of God is saying be careful because we have to make sure that we're not being stingy with what we give. We're not being stingy with what we sow. For one, because God didn't give it to us for us in the first place. So whatever God has given us, we make sure that we say, okay, God, well, how much do you want me to give? How much do you want me to sow? And do as the Holy Spirit leads. Not based on, oh, you start going to see a bank account like, okay, well, I got uh, $1,000 in my bank account and I wanted to save 500 So let me uh, only give like $50 because um, I might want to do something else with this money. You start, you know, doing your calculations. No. God is saying, give what I tell you to give. God is saying, sow what I tell you to sow. Why? Because I didn't give it to you for you. I gave it to you so you begin blessing to other people. Who are we to be stingy with what God gives us? Because it's not for us. It's for other people. Sorry to tell you. It's not. Next point. Number four, keys to being a blessing to others. Be a cheerful giver. Why? Because God loves a cheerful giver. Be a cheerful giver. Why? Because God loves a cheerful giver. Let's go to the same um same uh passage, 2 Corinthians 9. But we're gonna go to uh go to verse 7. And it says let each one give thoughtfully and with purpose. Let each one give thoughtfully and with purpose, just as he has decided in his heart, 
not grudgingly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver and delights in the one whose heart is in the in his gift. Yes, is in his gift. So God is saying, listen, don't give grudgingly. Don't give like, all right, God, I heard you like, all right, I'm gonna do it. Like you giving, like God is like, hold up, you can keep that. I don't know about you, but I don't want nobody giving to me. And they like, all right, here, here, here. And they trying to shove it in your face. No, like you can keep that. I don't want nobody giving to me, giving me no food. Like here, take this food. No, that's no way to give. And that's what God is saying here. Don't give grudgingly. He said, don't give grudgingly or under compulsion. Compulsion is like, okay, um, Yes, Holy Spirit. Compulsion is like, okay, like, all right, God, like, God is, like, God is compelling you to do it. No, you need to be cheerful. Like, God, I'm willing. You doing it willingly. Do it willingly. Whatever the Holy Spirit leads you to give, give it. Yes, sis, you can keep that. <laughs> yes, give it willingly. So, God loves a cheerful giver. We're talking about keys to being a blessing to others. Number five. Keys to being a blessing to others is what God, we talked about it a little bit um, before, but we're going to say it again. What God gives to you is not for you. What God gives to you is not for you. Yes, that's what God said. It's not for you. So we're going to go to same passage, 2 Corinthians 9, verses 10 through 12. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 10 through 12. And it says, Now he, talking about God, Now he who provides seed for the sower and bread for food, will provide and multiply your seed for sowing. That is your resources and increase the harvest of your righteousness, which shows itself in act of goodness, kindness, and love. You will be enriched in every way so that you may be generous. And this generosity administered through us is producing thanksgiving to God from, from those who benefit. For the ministry of this service offering is not only supplying the needs of the saints, God's people, but is also overflowing through many expressions of thanksgiving to God. Because of this act of ministry, they will glorify God for your obedience to the gospel of Christ, which you confess, as well as for your generous participation in this gift for them and for all the other believers in need. So God is letting us know that this gift is not for us. It's for other people. Why? Because God, so he's saying supplying the needs of the saints for the ministry of the service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but it's also overflowing through many expressions of thanksgiving to God. So it's being a blessing to, um, to others. And it also, thank you, Holy Spirit, showing it in the scripture that it's also giving thanksgiving to God. Because it's an offering. 
is sowing into the kingdom of God. When we are a blessing to others, thank you, Holy Spirit. When we are a blessing to others, it is also an offering to the kingdom of God. It is an advancement to the kingdom of God. Why? Because God blesses us. We already talked about tithing. We already talked about giving God what's owed to him. But now we're talking about the offering. Offering is sowing. It's the sow, sowing to the kingdom of God. So when we sow, when we give to others, that is our way of sowing to the kingdom of God. Why? Because it shows God and it supplies the needs of others. Why? Because God uses us as his vessel. Because the word of God says, God will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. So yes, God will use us. God will use us to be able to supply as a resource. Because why? God is what? The ultimate source. But God uses us as a resource. Glory be to God. God uses us as a resource so that we can return, provide, and show favor. We talked about being a blessing earlier that we're being favor to someone else. Because we God shows us favor so that we can in return show favor to other people. So God is blessing us. Whatever God gives us is not for us. It's for others. We need to take heed to that. Even in this pandemic, this pandemic does not give us an excuse to hold on to whatever God has given us. It does not give us an excuse to be stingy. For anything, we need to be even more seeking God saying, Lord, okay, what does you want me to do? Why? Because you reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. So, of course, if I don't have a lot, I'm going to say, God, what can I do? So that I can receive an abundance because I understand that whatever I give, I'm also going to reap it. Whatever I give, and this is another thing, thank you Holy Spirit, that just because, just because you may give monetary to someone, it does not mean that he's going to give it back monetary. He's going to bless you in abundance, whatever he chooses, because he's going to see, okay, say for instance, using this example, say you sow into somebody's life as far as, um, I'll use this example, say uh, somebody wrote a book and you know that God is leading you to write a book. So you go ahead and you sow into that person's life to buy a book, right? God is not saying, okay, he's going to bless you automatically with money with that. He may um, provide you in return with resources, with resources for your book. It's meaning that, okay, you are believing God to ask you, okay, God, I need help with a publisher. I need help with knowing how to write a book. So because I'm sowing into someone who has already produced what I want to produce, thank you, Holy Spirit, I'm going to sow because I know I need to reap what the seed, reap from the seed that I'm sowing. Glory to God. So I'm going to sow into this author, this published author, because I want to be a published author. And I believe in God will provide the resources so that I can, in return, publish a book as well. 
But it doesn't mean that God is going to give it to me monetary. He's going to maybe bless you with a publisher. He's maybe going to bless you with an editor. He's going to bless you with no money. And you might not even have to pay anything for it. Why? Because you sold into good ground. Because you sold into good ground. Because you thought it not robbery to sow into that author's life. God, in return, is going to make sure that you are blessed without even having to pay money. Now somebody else is being a blessing to you. Why? Because you thought it not robbery to be blessed to be a blessing to somebody else. Jesus, sow into good ground. Yes, Lord, sow into good ground ground this is why it's important you read what you sow and this is why i said this earlier thinking about how celebrities even understand the principle of giving but yet we as the body of christ do not understand the principles of giving oprah billionaire understands that you read what you sow she is a philanthropist she gives ellen degeneres she is blessed. Why? Because she doesn't think it robbery to sow into other people. Whatever is given to her, she is blessed to be a blessing. And they are not saved. But yet they still, and because this is a principle. Yes, it's meant for the body of Christ to abide by this commandment. But this is a principle that we, the body of Christ, have to understand. Because yes. We are in a, currently in a pandemic that's about to be over. And God is building the body of Christ up. He is equipping the body of Christ. Why? Because we have to get prepared to be the standard. We have to get prepared to be the standard. Because people need to see, okay, what is it that's different about them? What is it that's different about them? Why have they been able to be blessed? Why have they been able to be favored even in the midst of this pandemic? And we're going to be able to be the example of what is the importance of tithing, the importance of sowing seeds, the importance of sowing and reaping what you sow. We're going to be the examples of it. So we have to understand what it means so that other people can grasp it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, next point. So, we talked about what God gives us is not for us. Number six, keys to being a blessing to others. Your seed is tied to your heart. Your seed is tied to your heart. Whatever you give is tied to your heart. And not just talking about money. I want us to understand that. If we don't understand anything else tonight, we understand that our seed is not just monetary. Our seed is not just monetary. It's through gifts. It's through talents. It's through a time. It's through multiple avenues. So let's go to Matthew chapter 6, verse 20 through 21. And I'm reading from the Amplified Version. Matthew 6, verse 20 through 21. It says, But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart, your wishes, your desires, that on which your life centers will be also. 
That goes back into what we were talking about, about giving, um, whatever, if you give sparingly, you will reap sparingly. And also talking about don't give grudgingly. Because that is, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. That is a test of your character. Giving is a test of your character. Seeing if you're going to be selfish. Seeing if you're actually going to be showing the fruits of the Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm going to go there quickly. And in fact, I have my word right here. Galatians chapter 5. Talking about the fruits of the Spirit. And this is putting a plug in there. Talking about my pastors who I love very much. Pastor Charles and Pastor Tracy Williams. My Pastor Tracy Williams has been talking about um, a series. Talking about the gifts of the Spirit. And was talking about the fruits of the Spirit are very important when it comes to gifts. So we want to go to Galatians 5, verse 22 through 23. And we're talking about the fruits of the Spirit, which are the character. The character. Give me one moment while I turn here. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 through 23. And it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. Joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. So we're talking about the fruits of the Spirit. Going back to my point. We're talking about your seed is tied to your heart. And in Matthew 6, it's talking about how, um, going back to the scripture, I don't want to misquote it. It says, for where your treasure is, there your heart, your wishes, your desires, that on which your life centers will be also. So your heart, talking about your heart, whatever is in your heart, it will reveal your character. It will reveal if you have love in your heart. It will reveal if you have peace, if you have long suffering, if you have kindness, if you have goodness, if you have faithfulness, if you have gentleness, if you have self-control. It's going to reveal the fruits of the spirit because the word of God says, yes, you will know them by their fruits. And giving is a way to know people by their fruit, to see if they have love, to see if they have patience, to see if they have long suffering, to see if they have kindness and gentleness in their heart. So we have to be careful that we are not stingy with what we give because it's tied to our heart. And if we are being stingy, we need to give do a heart check and allow the Holy Spirit to let us know, okay. Why, why am I holding on to this? What is it that's going on in me that I'm being stingy with what, what you're telling me to give? Do you have a fear of poverty? And if you have a fear of poverty because you may have, have had loss in, in your past. But that's something that you need to allow the Holy Spirit to deal with. Because you, if you want to be wealthy, if you want to be blessed to be a blessing, you cannot have the spirit of poverty, the spirit of fear to be holding you down and you and having it be a stronghold on you. You have to get free from this thing. Because God, again, God loves a cheerful giver. I also want to go to Luke 6, verse 45, Amplified Version. Same point, talking about talking about uh, your seed is tied to your heart. Luke 6, verse 45. It says, the good man produces what is good. 
the good man produces what is good and honorable and moral out of out of the good treasure stored in his heart and the oh lord jesus help me with this word intrinsically <laughs> evil man produces what is wicked and depraved out of the evil in his heart for his mouth speaks from the overflow of his heart so it's talking about whatever whatever a good man produces what is good and the evil man produces what is good i mean evil excuse me so if you are a good man you're going to produce good if you're an evil man you're going to produce evil if you're a loving person, you're going to produce love. If you're a patient person, you're going to produce patience. Whatever is in your heart is what you're going to be. It's going to, it's going to show. It's going to show. It's going to show. Next point. I hope that you're learning something tonight. Two more points. Keys to being a blessing to others. Keys to being a blessing to others. God, number seven, God blesses those who are obedient to him. God blesses those who are obedient to him. So all those people that don't want to listen to God when he tells you to give, that don't want to listen to God when he tells you to sacrifice, don't want to listen to God when he tells you to serve because serving is also a way of giving. Serving is also a, a way of giving. You know, you don't have enough money, but you have your time, right? So if God is leading you to help the elderly in your neighborhood, help them and help them to shop, you know, at the grocery store, then why are you, why are you not doing it? Oh, well, God, I don't feel like doing it. First of all, you're not doing nothing anyway. You're in the house and you're unemployed. And I'm not trying to offend anybody, but... So if God is telling you to do something and you got time, then you should be, your response should be, yes, Lord, how may I be of service to help advance the kingdom of God? Because I am a light. I am a light. Because we are light and because we are meant to be a light in the midst of darkness, we have to make sure that we seek the Holy Spirit about how we can be a light, of how we can be service to help advance the kingdom of God. Stop being stingy. Stop being selfish. What is it God is leading you to do to help other people? Come on, people of God. We're supposed to be setting examples. We're supposed to be... The standard. We are the standard of what God desires for all creation to be like. So whatever we're doing, whatever we're not doing, other people are going to see it. And they're going to say, oh, well, them Christians, because you know they do it. They, they talk about it. They, they will talk about it. And they see you. They looking for us to fail. They looking for us to slip. The world is looking for us to slip. And no, we're not perfect. We are imperfectly perfect people. But at the same time, don't give them something to talk about. Don't give them the world something to talk about. Oh, well, they was being stingy with that money. I, I went to them and asked them for this. And I'm not saying this too. Also, wise key. Don't just give just because somebody asking you for money. Because everybody, you're not meant to be a blessing to everyone. 
That's a whole nother thing. You're not meant to be a blessing to everyone. There are certain people that you are assigned to. There are certain people that you're assigned to. So just because somebody, you know, comes to you like, oh, well, can I borrow $20? Or whatever. Does not mean that you just give it to them just because they ask. No, that's why the word of God again says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Because just because they asked it from you does not mean you were sent to be the resource for them. So, you have to be clear and you have to be responsible and wise about what you do with your money and what you do with the gifts and the time that God has given you. So, God, if somebody comes to you and they say, oh, okay, well, I need this. You go to God first and say, Lord, was it meant for me to be the, be the blessing to them? Or was it meant for me to, to be the one that helps them? Meaning that, oh, okay, well, I helped them, you know, find a way to get the money or provide them a way to get it. Doesn't mean it has to come automatically from you, but because it was presented to you, it's your responsibility to now to go to the Father to see how you can be a help. But doesn't mean that you have to, even if you have it, even if you have it, it does not automatically mean that you're supposed to give it to them. Why? Because you are not assigned to everyone. And what I love about my pastor, when she was talking about the, the have, people having the gift of giving, because giving is also a gift, be a giver, is that sometimes when people are have the gift of giving, that they just give, 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 give. And they're not, they not seeking God about what they're supposed to give. They're not seeking God about who they're supposed to give. And then they like, oh, but man, I don't have nothing for myself. And God is like, I didn't even tell you to give that. I didn't even tell you to do that. But you just all out willy-nilly just giving, giving, giving. And I'm like, and he probably like, what are you doing? That's not wise. So it also another key to make sure that you are making sure that you don't just sow to everybody. Because why? We are not assigned to everyone. So God blesses those. Number seven again. God blesses those who are obedient to him. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 1 through 3. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1 through 3. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says, Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above the nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Be blessed, bless you, excuse me, blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. So God is saying it's important that we obe be obedient to his voice. Be obedient to the voice of the Lord. Wherever he's leading you, whichever direction he's leading you, it's important that we be obedient to God's voice and to God's instructions. There's a certain way and a certain money Certain way that God desires for us to give. If God is telling you to give 50, give 50. Don't be Daddy Warbucks. If we, anybody don't know about Annie, Daddy Warbucks was a rich man. And try to be out here, get, oh, all right, well, let me give a thousand. But God only told you to give 50. 
it's important that you follow God's instructions. Don't just give just because you're trying to be all, all like, oh, be all boastful about what you got. No. Because giving, that's going to go to my next point in a second. Giving is not meant to be all brag, braggish about. It's not meant to be bragging about. Because that's also going to show your character too. If you out here bragging and then you got these people out here. Okay, I'm going to hold that for a second. We're going to go to the next point. So, number seven. God blesses those who are obedient to him. Last point, number eight. Keys to being a blessing to others. Give without the desire to be seen. Give without the desire to be seen. And I'm going to get into why I'm talking about that and what God was shedding light onto me um, this morning when I was praying. So Matthew chapter 6, verse 1 through 4, last scripture. Matthew 6, verse 1 through 4. Amplified version. It says, be very careful not to do your good deeds publicly to be seen by men. Otherwise, you will have no reward prepared and awaiting you with the with excuse me with your father who is in heaven. So whenever you give to the poor and do acts of kindness, do not blow a trumpet before you to advertise it. As the hypocrites do, like actors acting out a role in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be honored and recognized and praised by men. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, they already have their reward in full. But when you give to the poor and do acts of kindness, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Give in complete secrecy. So that your charitable acts will be done in secret. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. My God. What I love about this is that, you know, has God has been helping me. I never had a problem. Well, no, I have had problems giving at times. But... I always wanted to give more, but it was at times where where God was teaching me that you can also give without it being monetary because when I didn't have money to give, God was letting me know, okay, you have your talent, you have your time, you have your gifts. And so I always, okay, God, what, if I don't have money, what can I do with it? But what God was shedding light on me is that we are in a day and age where we're living in this pandemic and there's people and it troubles me, so I know it's troubling God. Where there's people that are on Facebook Live, there's people that's on these social media sites, and they're giving to people, and they're pitting it on live. They're pitting it in front of the world so they can be seen doing selfies and whatnot, taking pictures, and showing people that may be homeless, showing people that may be in shelters, just so they can be seen. Just so they can be seen, oh, and they can get all these likes and whatnot. And God is saying, no, that is not the way God intended giving to be. 
giving was not intended for us to be going on live and showing the world because for one these people are in a state of of a place where they may not even want to be seen but yet you're so busy worrying about yourself and worrying about others and oh yeah you dope man you doing this you doing that no they're at a place of being of humility. They're at a place of desperation. They're at a place where they they don't feel like they're worth it. They don't. They at a place where they feel like they don't have enough. They are at a place where they they feel dirty, where they feel like they're not qualified, where they feel like nobody loves them. But yet we want to take that and put that broadcasted amongst the world so that we can be looked at. As some something, some higher being. So that we can be looked at as God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. But if it wasn't for God, we wouldn't be able to be a blessing to others. Yes, sis. And that's why they just received their reward. So all those likes they just received on Facebook. And all those likes they received on Instagram. And all these other social media sites. Yeah, that was your reward. So, great job. That was your reward. You wanted likes? You got likes. But what the word of God is telling us is that we, if we want to really receive the reward, Jesus, if we want to really receive the reward from God, the favor, the immaculate favor from God, we must give in secret. And this is another thing. I don't care if that person don't even give you a thank you for it. Even if that person, yeah, we all want to be, you know, thank for what we do. But even if that person never tells you thank you. Even if that person never even has an opportunity to show their gratitude. The fact of the matter is why... That you will receive your word. Why? Because you were obedient to the voice of God when he told you to give. And you did not do it with a delay. Because that's another thing. Delayed obedience is still disobedience. You sitting up here taking an all, all week. When God told you to clearly bless that person and you sitting up here, you know, oh, well, let me pay my bills first. No, God told you to, to sow into them right then. Not wait until you do whatever you want to do with the money. So it's important. I do want to close with this. It's important that during this pandemic, as we move forward, not even just talking about this pandemic, because this is about to pass. As we move forward, people, body of Christ. That we learn how to be blessed to be a blessing. That whatever God is giving us. Whatever God is giving us, that we make sure that we seek him first, allowing him to, to tell us what to give, allowing him to let us know why he has given it to us in the first place and be obedient to what he's telling us to do with it. So again, the keys to being a, being a blessing to others are, number one, before you do anything with what God has given you, you must hive off of it first. Number two, God blesses us with an abundance to prove to him that he can trust us. Number three, what you sow, you will reap. Number four, 
Be a cheerful giver. Why? Because God loves a cheerful giver. Number five, what God gives to you is not for you. Number six, your seed is tied to your heart. Number seven, God blesses those who are, or excuse me, God blesses those who are obedient to him. Number eight, give without the desire to be seen. So I hope that you've learned something tonight. I hope that you take heed to the keys of being a blessing to others because it's important that we continue to be, allow God to allow the rivers of water to flow, rivers of living water to flow through us and not be a reservoir and keep everything for ourselves. We were blessed. We were created to be a blessed, to be a blessing to others. God shows us favor so that we can in turn show favor to others. So I hope you are blessed this evening. I'm going to say a word of prayer. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God, we thank you. Holy Spirit, I thank you, God, for this podcast. I thank you, Father God, for the opportunity, God, to minister to your people. I thank you, Father God, for every person that is listening now and every person that shall listen in the future. Holy Spirit, I ask that, Father God, that everything that you have taught us this evening, that we take heed to it because your word says that we should not just be hearers of the word, but also be doers. So, Holy Spirit, everything that we have heard this evening, may we apply it to our lives and may we truly be a doer of the word. May we truly, Father God, practice the principles of tithing and of giving. Practice the principles of being of being blessed to be a blessing. Father God, because it's important in God that we are the standard. The standard of what it means to be a giver. The standard of what it means to be a, a service. A standard, Father God. Because it's important, Father, that we use what we have to help advance the kingdom of God. So, Holy Spirit, I thank you, Father God, that as we apply this to our lives, Father God, I thank you, God, for an abundance that's about to take place in every person that is listening and across the world, God, the people that, God, that truly have your heart, people that truly have the heart of the Father and have a heart for people in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father God, that as you bless us, God, we begin, God, to sow, sow and to sow with our gifts, sow with our tithing, sow with, Father God, with our talents, sow with our gifts, sow with our time, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father God, for an abundance that's about to take place in each and every one of our lives because we are making a vow today that we will be obedient to your voice and be obedient to your instructions in the mighty name of Jesus. We will no longer be selfish, Father, and we will no longer, Father God, worry about the Father God, everybody knowing what we give. But Father God, may we continue, God, to give in secret because you will bless us. Bless us for what we do in secret. Our reward is not just on earth, but our reward is also in heaven, Holy Spirit. So, Holy Spirit, we thank you for all that you do. We thank you, God, for all that you're doing in our lives and will do in the future. God, we give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. For those that do not know Christ and that have watched this podcast and do it, want to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Why? Because Jesus Christ is everything we need. 
Jesus Christ is our provider. He is our way maker. He will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. So if you want to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I ask that you say this prayer with me, this prayer of salvation. Say, Lord God, I believe that I am a sinner and I repent for all of my sins. I ask Jesus that you wash me and wash me and make me whole. Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. You were buried and rose on the third day. You sacrificed your life just for me. So God, Jesus, I ask that you be my savior. I believe it in my heart and I confess it with my mouth that you are my Lord and savior. I will commit to serving you all the rest of my days. In Jesus name. Amen. If you have saved that prayer of salvation, welcome into the body of Christ. This is the best decision that you can ever have made in your life. I plead, I plead with you that you will find a church home once this pandemic is over. If you need help finding a church home, I will make sure that I do what I can to find a church home in your area or wherever you live. But until next time on A Perfectly Perfect Live, I will see you guys again. Love you. Bye.